Let me do that today because I can't even say podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tongue twister. It is. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Uh, we have the singer, the songwriter, the producer, the and the dancer dropping in on the officially out of podcast. Y'all join me and let's welcome Atia. What's up? Hey, what's going on? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, and thank you for uh, doing this in the middle of your recording session. So I appreciate that because I know time is money. So. We're glad that you dropped in on the Officially Audit podcast. So I want to go ahead and jump right in. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about you. I want to know more about, like, you know, where are you from and how did you get into this entertainment space and this entertainment bug? Like, you know, how did you get here? Um, so I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, um, specifically from Severn, Maryland. If, you, if you're a fan of uh, the Braxton's, that's where they're from. So that same exact um, area is where I'm from, Severn, Maryland. Um, my mother and my father are young and they're only about 15, 16 years older than me. Um, so growing up, you know, I was definitely exposed to like, um, a lot of music in a, you know, in a range of music as well, because my grandparents, you know, they had their share of uh, music that they enjoyed and they shared that with me as well. So I got into the love of music there, but then when it came to the music business, um, Growing up, my mother managed a lot of artists in the game. Okay. Um, and so I was able to stand back at like nine years old and just like really soak all of that in. And, um, you know, I met a lot of people. I, I got a lot of great advice from a lot of artists. And um, ultimately, you know, it just it really helped me in the long run to do what I do now. Uh, but that's pretty much how I got into everything. Oh, cool. So, I mean, you <clears throat> grew up in, in uh, a neighborhood with some famous people coming out of it, like you said. And I know my, my parents are only, you know, 15, 16 years older than me as well. So I understand. Okay. That. Yeah. Right. And growing up with all that music and they still young and still enjoy music as well. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty probably dope. why I like music so much and, and doing something music related. Um, but you also you also are a bilingual singer. So uh, what languages are you fluent in? And do you make music? Uh, I was looking listening for some of your music. Do you make any music in other languages? So I'm Puerto Rican. My dad is Puerto Rican. Um, so I do speak, I sing in Spanish. But um, I've made a couple tracks in Spanish. Like typically if it's like my single uh, like the forefront song that I put out in the forefront. Um, that is a song where I'll kind of have like a bilingual, uh, I'll have like bilingual lyrics to it, not completely Spanish. Uh, but I really now I'm trying to get into like a little bit of the like reggaeton scene. Mm -hmm. um, like I'm trying to make a little more like records like, you know, J Balvin, um, Osuna, um, you know, Bad Bunny. Uh, Nikki Jams, you know, yeah. so and so forth. So it's yeah. like I'm trying to move in the direction, but I do not want to do too much of it because I can't confuse people when it comes to introducing myself to the game. Because technically, I'm still a, a new artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
but yeah, so no, I do. I sing in Spanish or whatever, but you know, you, you can't give everybody everything like in the beginning. So there's something that I'll definitely reveal like down the line. But I, I talked about it and I don't deny that I I do it. Um, but I'm I'm just kind of saving that trick for later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, gotcha. No, no worries. I, I but that's awesome. You know that you will be able to do that and offer you know uh, a variety and reach out and you know a variety of different people, a variety of different groups and international you know appeal as well beyond what you already have because you you are uh, doing a lot of lot of things here. Um, you I got to listen in on some of your conversation while in the studio. So you like basketball. What's your favorite team? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. So my dad is a, um, a coach in the NBA. Okay. So he's a strength and conditioning coach in specific. So any team that he really works for, I'm, I'm honestly a huge fan. Um, but I do like, um, I love Steph Curry. Okay. Um, I love Carmelo Anthony growing up, you know, so I, I'm more so of like a player. Like I like particular players, yeah. but in terms of like having a team, it's it's typically like whomever my father is coaching. And if not, then you know whoever the player that I like, yeah. whoever their team is. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. That makes sense. All right, yeah. so you got three projects underneath your belt. Yes. And so we're gonna dive into your latest project, into my own. Um, I know this is a very special project to you. Can you tell me more about why this project meant so much to you or why this one is uh, something dear and near to your heart? Um, So I have been doing this since I was 15 years old. And um, I quickly learned that I was uncomfortable, you know, like when it came to like singing certain songs or doing certain things or making a particular type of music in terms of content. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I felt like I was um, being the person that everybody wanted me to be yeah. and not necessarily who I was. And that's tough, you know, when you sit there and you try to be, because um, at the same time, you know, artists, we are, we're, we're motivational speakers, right? Whether right. we like it or not, yeah. we are motivational speakers. We use our platform to motivate our fans in any type of way, right? Yeah, even so, if you don't, even if you're not aware of it, like you said, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like, even if you're not aware of it. So if I sat there and I said, you know, follow your dreams and, you know, do what you love. And I'm not doing it, especially in, in a way that I'm true to myself. Yeah. It was odd, right? Yeah. And so um, the titles of all three of my projects and Into My Own in particular um, is more so, it, it's not necessarily a hint. It's just me saying it without really having to say it, just like the boys. I'm a tomboy, but, you know, I'm, I'm, ah. I'm into it. So okay. I, I'm just like the boys, so misunderstood. So it's like, you know, I feel like a lot of the times um, people don't really understand who I really am. Yeah. And then into my own was like, yeah, I'm into my own gender. <laughs> That's where all those titles came from. Right. Uh, but it's more so, you know, like it was that project to me was like just everything that I wanted to do. I didn't really care about um how other people would feel. Yeah. And and on top of that, that was actually the project in which um I told my father, like, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um because yeah. I, I don't really, you know, I am I, I'm gay, right? But I don't I don't walk around like, hey, I, I hate yeah. I'm gay. Like, yeah, I just yeah. had this conversation this weekend, uh, actually in LA with someone. It's like, you know, not walking around saying that or promoting it or whatever. I'm just myself. And if you figure so yeah. you do, if you don't, because um, it was really interesting for me 
um, I was hanging out with one of my friends I've known for seven years, me and her really, really close. And <clears throat> when I went to go get a, a facial and doing the facial, as soon as the, the lady heard I was from Atlanta, she just immediately, and she was like, oh, so you gay, right? And um, da, da, da. And I was like, well, and I was like, yeah. And I said, but you kind of just outed me to my friend of seven years that I've never even, we've never even had this conversation. Not that I was yeah. trying to hide it or anything, but yeah. the the what our relationship is built upon, that never even came up. Like in the seven years that we've known each other because we met at work, we've been tight about our intellect and the things that we like and the work that we do, you know, in our jobs and, and diversity and how we're impacting and changing the lives for people. And it's so that's never even something that ever was ever discussed, never been brought up. No, we just never even talk about it. And that was the first time that we've talked about it in all of this time. So I, I definitely get it. Yeah. So for me, you know, just and just like you, it was just like, I don't know, it was a, it was a moment of liberation for me. Not yes. complete liberation, right? Yeah. But Here's the thing. Uh, my parents, not to say their opinion truly 100% matter, right? Because at the end of the day, I was still going to be myself and just love my parents regardless and unconditionally. Yeah. But the fact that it was like, whew, I, I done let it out, <laughs> you know? And then, like, I had a song on there, and that was another thing. Like, I had a song on there where I was talking about, like, yo, like, this is me. This is who I am. And if you listen to my lyrics, and this is for any artist, you know, um, artists always leave messages in their lyrics, yes. whether it's a happy song, a sad song, whatever. So if you listen to my lyrics, especially in particular, I got issues. I'm literally telling you, like, these are the problems that I went through in my life. Now I sung about it. I've yes. uh, liberated myself in this particular topic and uh, I'm, I feel good. So that's why Into My Own is like the, the project that it meant a lot to me. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna, it means the most to me because all my projects have, um, you know, they, they mean that the, its meaning has an equal meaning to me. Yeah. But that one in particular was like, it, it was just like a, uh, how do you, like, not necessarily a symbol. What was the word? But, no, but I mean, it's like, well, it, the way I was going to say, really, for all your projects, then it's, it's at different periods in your time, it's a representative right. of something. The body of work is representing what you either feel in emotion, it symbolizes what you're going through, it symbolizes what's on your mind. So it, it, it in a sense, it is a kind of a symbol of, of what is going on with you at that time and the message that you want to convey through your music uh, to the audience. So, Right. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, another thing, it's so funny because a shout out to you, to my neighbor, Tracy Bryant, who uh, actually uh, told me about you, but she she is like, you know, when you see a tear, you automatically think she's a rapper. You, you think of Left Eye. I personally love your voice, and I think you remind me of uh, the young lady from Cut Close, but um, kind of favor her. My mother was like, she was in certain angles. I was like, yes, she actually does kind of give me Sierra a little bit in certain angles. Uh. So <laughs> all these different things. But um, yeah, it, it's, uh, do you sometimes get that misconception? Mis uh, like when people first meet you, they kind of expect you to to turn into to, to rap. Uh, and then when they hear your voice, they're kind of shocked. Oh my God, what every time? You know what I do to people? Um, with me, I feel like I I fit the criteria of the phrase of uh, the element of surprise. Yes. So when people are like, yo, you rap? And I'm like, yeah, man, I got I got bars. You name my bars? And they're like, yeah, yeah, spit something. 
And I just start singing. They're like, yo, you're a singer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, because I, I let people think what they want to think. And then the moment I start singing, I mean, it happens all the time. Maybe people see me. And then the moment um, I play the song, they're like, that's you? I'm like, yeah, bro, it's, that's me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's, and see, that's part of the reason why I was going to audition for The Voice. Okay. Uh, because The Voice is, it, they represent artists like me very well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you don't know, you, it's all for me, it's about the talent, right? Yes. Not necessarily, but I mean, looks, I mean, if you're pretty, you're pretty, um, you know, and, but beauty is in the eye of the colder, right? Correct. So for me, The Voice, I was like, oh yeah, I love this show because, you know, you don't you don't know what the person looks like. You yeah. fall in love with talent first, and that's important to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The gift important. The looks they fade, right? Yeah. I can look good today and bad tomorrow. Yeah. But my talent will stay the same. Yeah, will always oh. follow you. Will always stay the same, and that's what you'll be known for. And 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 especially for those people that fall in love with you and follow you and and really become that um, true fan, it's going to be about your talent and you know no matter what you do where how long you go when you come back people will you know long as you're giving us that music and that talent that raw time that we are used to from you then that's you know that's what resonates with your fan base what they know you for for sure the people that's been sticking with me for the past uh let's see I, i released um just like the boys in 2017 so the past three years i mean these people are literally in it for um, the music that I produce, you know, and my looks could really, it, it, they really don't care about my looks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, they'll compliment me, right? But it's like, they're like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But, um, yeah, the element of surprise is definitely my, my specialty <laughs> like <laughs> for that. sure. I like that. We're going to get into, we're going to go ahead and get into a music feature we've been talking about into my own. And so one of the songs, I love that all of your EPs, but um, there's always a couple songs that stand out to me, um, which, and there were some cases, all of them, but I can't feature every song uh, because the podcast will go on forever. But uh, what would you do? So what would you do for love when you tried everything and you want to give up? Tell us, what would you do for love? So what what would you do for love? Or are you in love? Oh, yeah. I, for five years now. Oh, <laughs> but I, I, I'm very um, I'm very private about my um, relationships, even with my family. You know, like I don't I don't really um, talk about it. I mean, like, you know, I graze over it. Right. Yeah, but like, I, I know. I, I get it. I do the same with my family. So I get it. Yeah. Like. I mean, I, and I think even if I was straight, I probably, I'm sure I'd be the same way. You know, I just, I feel like that's, um, those are moments for myself yeah. that I don't look to share with anybody else, you know? Cause I mean, that's the thing when you, when you settle down with somebody, I mean, really a lot of those things that a lot of those moments that have it, that happen are exclusive moments, yeah. you know? So it's like, I don't, I don't do PDA around my family. You don't hold hands or not, you know, we're very respectful, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, I just felt like in general, like whether you're gay or you're straight, I, I don't see the purpose of doing that in front of your, your family. You know what I'm saying? I agree. But uh, I, for me, I have to be very careful. Uh, and I think all artists should be very careful when it comes to your relationships, because your relationship can really get in front or uh, affect your brand. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, and on top of that, you know, at the end of the day, I am a business. And when you go to somebody's business, you don't see the wife or the husband 
giving you all their relationship details Absolutely. in the you know in the transaction of the business. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I totally um, agree with you. I, I'm like the same way. I don't. I don't. My mom has really rarely met anyone that I've dated. Uh, I don't even think she knows that I was engaged at one point or any of that. Oh so, wow! Yeah. So uh, I, I definitely. Well, my family loves her. Don't get me wrong. They give her Christmas gifts. I will never forget the first time they give her Christmas gifts. I was like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> I said, hold on, wait, what? And then she got money. I was like, what is this? Right. Hold on, what second? Uh, but no, she she goes on family vacations and stuff and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we're just very like we're yeah, very respectful. Private. Yeah, I, I'm well, and I'm in private and respectful in the same way. Like I mean, my mom had met uh, one or two people that I've dated, but in general, uh, it took me a long time to get to that point <clears throat> to even bring them around my family because yeah. I just yeah. So I'm very private. But well, that's good to know that you. Um, you know, what would you do for love? We already know that what you would do and what you are doing. So that's good uh, in terms of as much as that you wanted to share. But I definitely love that single. So we're going to drop to that right now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce this one. Uh, what would you do for love? So y'all take a listen right now. Here we go. Yo. Open every door But now that 
All right, so we're back. Y'all just heard what we would do for love. I hope y'all, <clears throat> what, excuse me, what would you do? I hope y'all love it as much as I do. All right, so my HBCU pride. Ooh, all right, so you are a product yeah. of an HBCU, um, Bowie <laughs> State University, uh, and also a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. That's right. Uh, yeah, I know that's right. I'm an. Uh-huh. I- all right, all right. I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, so um, okay, yeah. So that that uh, fire and ice here going on. Um, but how do you, you know, how do you feel that your HBCU experience either helped, if it did at all, or contributed to you as an artist and your craft and um, your and who you are? Uh, big time. Um, my very my very first school was a PWI, predominantly white institution. Um, and then I went to Bowie State after, uh, shortly after. Um, it changed the whole ball game for me. Um, I, first off, my major was uh, communication with a focus in broadcast journalism. So I learned about TV and radio. Um, you know, HBCUs typically have smaller uh, student teacher ratios. Yeah. So um, my professors were very involved, but I opened up to my professors about music. Um, they introduced me to Grammy U, um, which was a big, was, was like a big help, you know, cause right. I'm an artist. Right. And I, and if I'm going to go in the music industry, yeah. uh, I, I would have won a Grammy. Right. So yeah. I got to learn about the Grammy board and how those things work. Um, I actually got to go to the Grammys, uh, and, and I networked a lot. I, ne- I networked a lot, period. I actually, uh, interned at WPGC 95.5 mm-hmm. for uh, a while. I learned about radio, how all of that worked. Um, and that actually opened the door for me to get my song to play on air um, and have my first radio interview. Yeah, yeah so it was, it was pretty dope. Um, I opened up for Homecoming. <clears throat> I hosted Homecoming. Um, and of course, I met a lot of the artists that came through and their managers. And I just saw how a lot of things worked yeah and it gave me a lot of knowledge as an artist i think it's very important for artists to understand how things work and not to solely rely on their team or their manager right not to say you need to be in control but you should understand how it works because let's be real not everybody has the same manager for all of their career yeah right not everybody has the same team things happen you know people go their separate ways unfortunately sometimes people pass um sometimes your career gets so big that you need a different uh type of management in order to move forward so it's very important that you have some type of knowledge about what's going on right you can't own a business or be a business and not have any idea about what's what's going going on on. right Mm -hmm. um so then i mean i just really um man i mean like the type of connections is crazy you like the type of connections that i have now is just absolutely crazy and then of course your peers, they grow to be whomever yeah. or work wherever. Yeah. And then that that's like a long lasting connection for you. So I have friends who work in TV, radio, film. I have friends that work at the White House. I have friends who work at big festivals, you know, like yeah. stuff that's just like, okay, now as an artist, this this is something that I actually need, right? Yeah. Um, so then on then on top of that, I, I pushed my education education forward, and I went and got my master's. Okay. And then all of that, you know, all of that information there that was very much needed. Um, and now I'm I'm getting my doctoral. So okay. all of the information that I will learn when getting my doctoral, all of all of the majors that I've chosen 
um, have helped me out as an artist. Yeah. The business More side so of it. I mean, side, right? yeah, the business side, the critical thinking, understanding how things work. I mean, and that's going to help you overall when you come to managing your business, your brand, your <clears throat> your money, your marketing, your career, how you want it. Yeah. Just the whole nine. Right. And so I love yeah. that story because, you know, you took advantage of that time at your HBCU and network. But also, I think you made a good point because although, you know, some of these artists and people go to PWIs, it's so huge. You know, you wouldn't have probably been able to have that level of, well, more than likely wouldn't have been able to have that level to be able to touch and the intimacy that you were able to to get not only from the professors, the Grammys, but um, hosting these events, um, and and it led to some of some of the other stuff that you did. You know, you you had a chance to do a lot of work uh, with BET. You know, 2013, 2014, uh, you did several of the BET Wrap It Up tours. You know, what was yep. that experience like for you? Uh, so first of all, it was crazy, right? Because I growing up, I loved Sammy. And I also watched um, X Factor and with Marcus Canty, right? Yes. So, and I knew what Jewel Claire was. And I, I toured with them for two years. So it was like, when I got on the tour, I was like, yo, this, I'm like, I listened to you as a kid, dog. But, you know, right. like, like, so, yeah, and they're like, oh, my little sis, my little sis. Um, it was amazing, one, because uh, BT Rabbit Up Tour is about HIV and AIDS, right? Right. I mean, you talked about other topics, but that's the primary uh, topic, you know, in which the tour is about. And so um, what I love most about it is that we went to HBCUs, um, colleges, well, colleges and universities, right? Um, Middle schools, high schools and teen forms. And we educated we educated these young um, young people, right? Young men and women. Mm -hmm. And so. For me, it's like, yeah, you can go and you can perform. And we did that, right? We performed and uh, did all that kind of stuff. But we also passed down knowledge. Yes. And that was, like, very important to me. Um, Because for me, it's like you can give people money. You can give people opportunity. But knowledge, right, is is not like money or opportunity. Money and opportunity can be taken away from you. Knowledge can never erase it. Nobody can ever take that from you. So I really enjoyed that. And it's so funny because um, the woman who brought me onto the tour ended up being my soror. Uh-huh. Tracy is my soror too. So, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. and then, you know, and I was learning from them, you know, and then there's just lifetime relationships because yeah. then after the tour, um, years later, I ended up being on BET Jams. And of course I had already went to the BET Awards and I did all of that. Um, but again, it was like networking, networking, networking. Um, I was involved with colleges. I, I think that's something I'll forever be involved with as yeah. an artist, period. And colleges, being able to give back. I, I mean, don't know how. And I'm, glad you, and I'm glad you talked about that because I was going to ask, like, what part of that resonated with you, but you've already answered that. Um, <clears throat> just being able that talking about something very, very important and being able to go back and give knowledge and help others, which is really important. And I'm glad that that you got to experience those things and make those connections. And again, turn, you know, every opportunity into an opportunity uh, for knowledge, power, growth uh, for yourself. This is awesome. And we're going to go ahead and drop to used to from the Just Like the Boys, which you already explained. 
Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you a little bit about it after we drop to okay. it, but you've already talked about it, but I'll bring it back up when we, um, and we'll move past that just to, to get you back in the studio making that music, and we'll talk about what you're doing in the studio too. Uh, but anyway, let's drop to Used To, um, and Used To features Jay Ali, so um, let's drop to Used To right here, and that's Used the number two. So if y'all looking for it, if y'all love it, after you uh, hear it, that's how you find it. Here we go, y'all.
All right, everyone. We just heard uh, used to, and um, you. So we we. I was gonna dive into you just like the boys. You know, how did you come up with that name? But you addressed that already. Kind of uh, being that tomboy, and um, so that you know. I don't know if you have any more that you want to contribute because I think you already talked a little bit about it. But I do have a question. Sure. So you all bumped into each other at the end of the video. Will we ever find out what happened? Because it happened was I the whole concept of the video was supposed to be um, two people who want the same thing, right? Not from each other, but yeah. two people who want the same thing because that's just how small this world is. You could be walking past somebody in the mall and not realize that you guys have the same interests, right? Because yeah, you don't know each other. Yeah, but that's yeah. how small the world is, right? Yeah. And so I wanted it to be like that, where you see us operating in our everyday lives and doing whatever it is that we do, and we just pass each other. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God, the whole time they they were singing this song and had no idea they were that close to each other. Gotcha. That, and, I mean, as you as soon as you said that, that made it made sense to me. So it, cause it wasn't even about, like, even no. though y'all wanted the same thing, it wasn't about you two meeting like, ah, falling in love. It's just y'all literally cross paths and both of y'all are really thinking about the same thing, looking for the same thing, want the same thing. And it's so funny. You're walking past somebody and actually accidentally bump into somebody and literally y'all have the same, y'all on the same trajectory about what y'all want. That's cool. That's dope. Well, but that's not what happened though. When she edited the video, um, oh. and then she didn't... <laughs> So when she edited the video, I was reading, I was like, wait a minute, the message was twisted, but I liked the twist of the message, Yeah, which was, he was, when he bumped into me, he became interested in me. Right. But I walked away because why? I'm not into men. <laughs> so yeah. that was the message to tell people in that project means I hadn't fully, I hadn't said it. You know, I had not, like how I did into my own, I hadn't said it. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, you know, like, oh yeah, this guy's in my in in the video. If you now watch it again, I'm looking at him like, oh, you who he bumped into me, but his bumping to me was different. Like, oh yeah, I was girl. just getting ready to point that out because I was like, he was looking at you like, yeah. <laughs> but I walked away because I was like, yeah, not interested. <laughs> well, I just took it, yeah, and I mean, I took it like that, like. You know, you bumped it to me. I'm not interested. That's why I wanted to go. That's why I was like, are we going to ever find out what happened at the end? Because it was based off his response. Like, so if y'all want to know what we're talking about, I want y'all to go to YouTube and make sure you check out used to with the number two. Uh, please go to YouTube and check that out so y'all can see and figure, you know, see what, how you interpret that. Of course, obviously you heard us talking, so you're going to probably interpret it now that you know, but just check it out because it was, it was, Pretty interesting because I was. That's what I mean. You see why I asked that question? I'm like, so what happened? Like, are we gonna ever find out what happened? <laughs> because that's how I initially took it. I just went with the edit because I was like, you know what? This happens in my everyday life. You know, men approach me and I'm I'm not flattered. I'm not interested. And I'm like, all right, you know. Cool. <laughs> like, cool. I mean, I love it. I love that whole concept. That was see, that was right on. See, I love it. Creative. All right. Yeah. But Music. I was trying to get a video that, like, you know, told a story too, because it's very hard that we, it's very rare that we see videos like that anymore. Correct. 
That's what, that's probably another reason why I like it. And um, Jay, tell uh, how did you know Jay Ali? Like, cause he he was singing. Like, I love this song. We're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, we already featured it, but how did you connect with him? Um, Jay Jay Ali and I met uh, when we were about fourteen or fifteen on MySpace. Ah, okay. Yeah, just and never he's never hit on me. Nothing like he just always was a cool person. We always talked about music. That was always our number one topic of conversation. Music. That's it. And um, when I actually told him about my preference, he was like, it's all good, sis. I I figured it out a long time ago. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I love the great collab. Like y'all, that, y'all's voices, y'all's, all that is so great together. So it was a really good collab. Appreciate that. And musically, you know, your music is described as a sultry, as sultry vocals over R&B, hip hop, few sounds. But, you know, what if any sound do you kind of describe and define your music, uh, your music for you, for, you know, from your perspective? Um, Pretty much. I mean, that description there alone, yeah, um, sultry vocals over R&B and hip hop. My inspiration came from Mary J. Blige. Um, yeah. because Mary, growing up, I was always interested in, um, R&B women who, or just women in music period, who were, um, they gave you like the, a jargonist vibe, yes. but they still feminine features, mm-hmm. but they made it like, I felt like I was cool when I was listening to their music. So Aaliyah, Missy Elliott, TLC, Pink, Mary J. Blige, you know, and the, and the list goes on. Um, so I was just like, all right, cool. Like, but Mary is my number one. Cause yes. I always felt like, you know, you know, yes. MJD, baby, yes. yeah, you know, like I've, I've never, I have never not listened to a Mary record Me. and I never fe- felt cool. I always feel cool. Yes. My friends hate me for it, but I don't care. I love MJB. <laughs> so yeah, just, just kind of like that same vibe. That's where my inspiration comes from. Now my music that I make now, um, I mean, really, all all we really did was switch up the drums. Yeah, yeah. But we still keep those R and B elements in there—the piano, the guitar, um, you know, whatever it is. I have a saxophone in one song; it's unreleased, but you know, like we we still keep those R and B jazz elements in there. You know what I'm saying? And, and I love it, and I, I love that lane, and I'm glad that you are true to that, and it's reflected in all your EPs. And can't wait for the next EP or or album, whichever one is coming. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, sure. So we're gonna go to another track uh, from the Just Like the Boys EP, Best of You. So you know that Maya Jay Z collab. You know uh-huh. we we got that feeling, we got that going on in this song. Uh, yep. Stay, and then I want y'all to stay tuned after this song because I want y'all to hear about Atia. Now, mind you, she's only five feet. All right, <laughs> but she got to meet the Queen Bee, and we're gonna talk about how she did that. So, if y'all wanna, all y'all trying to figure out how to meet Queen Bee, she made it happen. We're gonna talk a little bit about that, but before we do that, uh, since we're talking about Jay Z, we're gonna segment into that and how she got to meet his wife. But let's listen to Best of You, and uh, y'all, if y'all love that Maya Jay Z collab, you're gonna definitely like um, Atia's uh, take on it and spin on it. So, here we go. I think I got the love you 
know y'all like that as much as I did. Let's talk about the Queen Bee, especially right now with um, everything she got going out now, Black is King, uh, you know, all that good stuff. I hope I said that right. I just watched it this weekend, but I don't know if I got it right or not. All right, but (laughs) so (laughs) during the 2013 presidential inauguration, you know, how did you get around the security detail and introduce yourself to Queen Bee? And and of course, you don't have to go into what y'all talked about, but how did you make that happen? Um, so I was I was waiting to get on the elevator. I knew she was in the building, but I was waiting to get on the elevator. And earlier in the day, I told my mom, I said, "I'm gonna meet Beyonce." My mom was like, "Tia." Don't do nothing crazy. You know, like you're gonna meet that girl, you're gonna meet her regular. And I'm like, nah, I know. I knew I mommy, I know, I know I'm gonna meet Beyonce. She's like, okay, I'm getting on the elevator. Elevator opens. It's Beyonce, Jay-Z, and Diddy. Oh. I didn't care about Diddy, and I didn't care about Jay-Z. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is Beyonce. During this time, it was I am Sasha Fierce era for her yes and um i um i almost choked i i remember saying in my head like don't choke don't choke don't choke and the first thing i said was can i have your autograph and honestly me i don't ever ask for autographs because i i what what do i do with it 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, I mean, it's the, it's nice, right? But it's like, I, I used to ask artists, yo, can you tell me about what kind of clauses I can have, I should have in a recording contract? And I'd be like 14, they would look at me like, what? What are you talking about? But they would, <laughs> they would break it down to me and they would really, you know, spit knowledge to me. And they I valued that probably more record. than you asking for the autograph. Right. Yeah. So I asked her, I said, can I have an autograph? And she said, oh, sure. Yeah. So we stepped to the side and um, I never forget, I had this Sorowski necklace on and she touched my necklace and she said, oh my God, I love your necklace. It's so beautiful. And I was like, oh my God, like I had to talk, like talk to this lady. Yeah. <laughs> your favor because they didn't know if you were a young girl versus yeah. your grown woman. You know what I mean? So that probably, but whatever, it, it was God's timing for you. Yeah. Well, I was 16, no, 17, 16 or 17, one of the two. And um, I just, I'd walk straight through and that's the first thing. Hey, Beyond, can I be a grad? My name is Atia. I'm an R&B recording artist. And she was just like, what 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 was so cool about it is that she indulged in my confidence. Yes. You know, like I wasn't scared, even though in my mind I was just like, oh my god, I'm freaking out right now. Yeah. Um, I didn't let it show, and I and I talked to her and I was asking her questions and she was just giving it to me. And then I remember um, Julius just like, yo, we gotta go. She was like, I'm so sorry, I have to leave. I would stay longer if I could, and um, that stuck with me. You know, yeah. a lot of the times when I meet artists, however they react to me, of course, if it's in a positive way, it'll stick to me. And I'll say, that's how I want to be when somebody who is inspired by me meets me. You know, I like that because I was going to ask you, you know, what was the impact or how did it inspire your career with that that experience? So that's really good that that's one of the things that stuck with you is, you know, how do you want to be as an artist and how do you? So I, right. I love that. Yeah. For sure. Yep. All right. So now we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to get back to the music, but y'all, she, Atia got to meet Queen B. So don't be <laughs> mad. Um, you know, got to be more like Atia. But then again, <laughs> Julius might <laughs> get you. So I don't know if you want to do all that. But uh, right. we're going to get back to the music here. So mis the, the So Misunderstood EP, uh, My Lovin', which features the voice of Harlem, uh, definitely love this song. It looks like you filmed that in New York, um, but I love that song. I, it's just that old school chicken noodle soup. Like I just, God, I love that song. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, so I was working with my producer. His name is J Rob. Uh, we've been working together for about seven years. Um, and so when we were making that joint, um, 
I was like, I was like, yo, Voice of Harlem. This is, you know, he was like, all right, cool. So first we put, first we took some vocals from YouTube because mm-hmm. I wanted to sample it, right? Yeah. And something in me said, this is not right. Do you need to go get this man's permission? And I just hit him on Instagram and I was like, I'm going to just put this to God and <laughs> if it works, it's going to work. And he hit me back and he shot the video with me and he recorded and you um, man, you you know what you ain't playing you you are just no, not playing with, with I, I mean you no game no game and I love the I mean <laughs> you just you take the risk and it happens for you and it's just being you know and that shows like what you put out in terms of the energy and in the universe and it just coming back to you uh, this is so that's so awesome to hear um Man, this this is just great. But um, let's drop to it. Uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite songs, uh, "My Loving," featuring the voice of Harlem. So here we go. Let's get that Harlem shake on, y'all. Hey, yeah. Hey. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you remember Artia? She's back. Just the type of girl.
All right, so we're back, and y'all heard one of my favorite songs, <clears throat> one of many, one of many. All right, so we're going to hit on and wrap up because Tia is in the studio. We don't want to take up too much more of her time, but we want to let her get back to her music because uh, time is money. But um, what is on the horizon for you as you continue your your journey your, in this music industry and expanding, you know, possibly expanding that out to, to other pieces? So I um I started my own record label called Round Eight Entertainment, um, and my initial plan was just to sign myself to the label, right, and get an advance from the bank. <laughs> <laughs> um, not as easy as I thought, right? Right. But um, I'm I'm definitely building to get to that point. But I have invested in myself um in tons of ways. So maybe I can partnership. I have, I mean, sorry, get a partnership with somebody or obtain a partnership with someone, an investor or whomever, you know, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't even take that was the way technology is now social media. You don't, you don't even need an investor. Sometimes you can just go viral or whatever the case may be. So um, I am me and Jay Robert definitely working on some new songs. We were trying to get into placement. Um, there are other ways to, uh, make money in the industry and it doesn't you don't just have to be the star so yeah. we're just really working on like placement and then of course um, my own records and um i don't know when i'm going to drop the record i don't really know when i'm gonna um not the record i i, I want to say i want to call it an ep right yeah but something in my heart is telling me that this is probably going to be my first album so um we will see how this pans out nevertheless when the time comes, I will guarantee you an exclusive interview. I for appreciate sure. that. I, absolutely. I appreciate that. And so y'all heard it here. Uh, when this new music comes out, it's dropping here. It's close to first, if not first, or you'll at least get uh, you'll get the interview to hear when it's coming out. So I love you will get it all. No, I'm gonna get it all. I love <laughs> it. I got you. You gonna get it all. You know, I'm I'm very big on. Um, I can feel when people believe in me, and I can feel when people don't. Yeah, you know, and the people who do, I'm down to work with you, whatever, whenever, how. Okay. Um, people who don't, they're just gonna have their Tia story that did not go far. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> so, that. No, and I'm enjoying this, and I, and yeah, I and it is sincere from my heart. And I just, I love what you're doing. I'm so happy to even be doing this and being able to talk to people that are doing this and creating one of hopefully many more platforms that come out for LGBTQ artists and independent artists and whoever, you know, does it just people that love music. And, but I like, to your point is I like that special connection with people when you click and the energy and all that's right. So I appreciate that very much. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What artists do you want to work with in the future? Um, well, I might get my wish soon. Um, but I'll just name a few so you don't know who who, who it is. Yeah, that'll uh, be perfect. <laughs> yeah, we don't definitely to... any artists out of the DMV in terms of like artists that are serious and that um really are into the, the who are visionaries, right? And I count those as Timberland, Missy, Chris Brown, Pharrell. Um. I like to work with those type of artists that are into like creating uh, music that does not have an expiration date. Yeah. So, um, and for me, I mean, I'm getting down all the way to like songwriters. Like there are particular songwriters that I work with. And I don't care if they haven't wrote a song in 25 years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, for me, it's really about 
content, you know, um, and like I said, music that doesn't expire. Yeah. And if you haven't done work in 30 years because your song had, you know, hasn't expired, well, that says a lot about you. Not necessarily, you don't have to work. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Uh, but yeah, just just artists that are. Um, I, I don't mind working with artists who are uh, new on the scene. Like when I say new on the scene, like anything less than anything less than five to ten years. So like I would definitely love to work with like Travis Scott, mm-hmm. um, probably like Billie Eilish. But I dance, you know. So yeah. and you're in a perfect in, place. I mean, you're out there in LA, so um, I know it. It's, a, it's not even. It's coming. You know what I mean? It's yeah, coming. for sure. It's a, a lot of a lot of projects that I'm working on right now that. Unfortunately, I can't talk about it. No, but, that's okay. Uh, as soon as they, as soon as they, they drop, you'll know about it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I can't wait. No, and I'm just happy to be talking to you before they drop. You know what I mean? So I get to sure. know you and get to build that rapport with you before that. Before uh, we know which is coming, that you will be big. So I am very proud to, to and honored to be able to talk to you now, as you're moving up that, as you're moving down that path, and and bigger things are coming. So this is perfect. Well, I want to make sure that we, uh, before we leave, uh, two things I like to do. One, I like to. Uh, give you about a minute or so to do parting words. But before we do that, I want you to, you know, if the people want to connect with you and find your music, and although I'll link this in the bio of the episode, you know, where should they go for IG, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff to find your music that we featured today in the podcast and um, in general, if they want to connect with you. Uh, if anybody ever wants to connect with me, ATIA1126, that's my username for everything. I <laughs> keep it real simple. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my, my music is available on all digital platforms. If uh, anybody is a big user of Instagram, there's a link in that bio. When you click on that link, literally whichever platform you enjoy most, whether it be Tidal or uh, Apple Music or uh, you know Deezer, whatever the case may be, you can use. Uh, it will automatically fall into the platform that you like. And um, yeah, just videos. Um, I have a webisode series called Diary of an Unsigned Artist. So if anybody is out there um, that would love to be a recording artist or their dream is to be a recording artist, if you watch that webisode series, I literally give you the blueprint on the basics of what you need to do in order to be a successful recording artist in the business. And I'm glad you brought that up because I did see that last night. And of course, it was like early in the morning after getting back from L.A. myself. I was like, oh, gosh, I already did a bunch of uh and then you know what i did take a picture of there because i was supposed to follow up with you on that darn it i missed that <laughs> but i did see it um so i'm glad you talked about that all right well this is your time i want you to issue any parting words of wisdom uh i want you to speak from your heart anything that you want to leave the listeners before we uh and then we'll we'll wrap up into a couple few little things here. i think my biggest message is um for anybody who has a business or if they would like to be an artist or whatever your desire is, go for it and go, go. And when I say go for it, go as far, be as big as you possibly can. Whatever you do, make the most of it. Um, Because you never know, you never know uh, how far you can go. You know, you never know how big you can be. And there's never a limit to anything. So, you know, set big goals. Even when people say you're crazy, be that crazy. It's completely fine. And when people say things are impossible, at some point in life, it becomes possible. So 
Um, you know, do you be you? Um, and, and it's okay to get a no or two or a hundred. Use them as stepping stones. Every single no that I've ever got in my way, on uh, my path rather, so that it's come my way, I've used it as a stepping stone to get to my yes, because you only need one yes. And after that, can't nobody tell you nothing. Wow. <laughs> and it's been, it's been done several times before. So, um, yeah, you know, just investing yourself and investing is more than just money. You know, investing time, investing uh, creativity, investing, you know, just, just whatever you have, whatever type of energy you have. You know, give it your give it your all and, and every do everything two hundred percent. A hundred percent is not enough. I love it. Yeah, I love that. I hope y'all take these words. Y'all have heard, you know, take these words and really apply them. And I know that I've experienced all of those things before myself, but your yes will come. And trust the process in terms of understanding what God's path is for you and, and your timing. So I get it. Thank you for that. Right. I want to sure. thank you for your time today and stopping in to share information with my crew, what I call the Audi uh, Coterie, which means click, circle, gang, pack, and circle. Um, but we look forward to seeing you and hearing more from you. So until you have been officially outed, um, and we are going to end with two music features because I like both of these songs. So we're going to, I'm going to play Push Up On Me and you're going to hear, uh, Push Up On Me is from the So Mis uh, Misunderstood EP. And you're going to also hear Issues. I got Issues. Uh, and that is from the, if I'm not mistaken, the Into to My Own. Is it Into My Own? Or is it? Um, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. Listen to my own uh, EP. So, thank you for joining, uh, joining today. And here we go, y'all. We're gonna listen to Push Up on Me, and, and I got issues. Thank you. Uh -huh. But I love you 
up, world? This is your girl, Atia, and I've been officially outed on the Officially Outed Podcast. Why I gotta be your friend, baby? Shawty 
what you want They said it coming up short I can be real good Please don't get in your feelings Ay, I need your love Ay, I need your love Ay, I need your love Ay, and you can't change Friend is